We have just finished our very first performance of the Ultimate Christmas Show, abridged for the season, the holiday season of uh, 2018. And Dan Sasky and I are thrilled to have been joined by the one and only Mick Orff, our, our friend Mick Orff, who's been with the company oh, 15, 16 years. Coming up. Has it been that long? Oh my goodness. It's been a long time. It's been, since been the early 2000s. We don't see as much of you, Mick Orff, uh, as we used to because you, know, you now have a not just a great job, but a job that seems like it's getting greater by the second yeah. as you as you improve and, and evolve in your situation. Tell me exactly what it is because I want to make sure that I'm making fun of it and you in the right way. Thank you. I always appreciate when you make fun of me accurately. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 13th year, number 625, Actor-Turned-Educator. The RSE podcast turned 12 last week with episode 624, and we are thrilled to still be bringing you weekly conversations and interviews and bits about life, showbiz, theater, and Shakespeare. For this first episode in our 13th year, we get to talk to one of my favorite folks, Mick Orff, who's performing the ultimate Christmas show abridged with us this month. And then next month, in January 2019, we'll be performing the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged revised for a week at the Bucks County Playhouse in New Jersey, along with Michael Faulkner and Dominic Conti. After our performance in Chickasha, Oklahoma last Thursday night, I got Mick to tell me about the new career path he's on and how his acting career and experience has not only served him well, but also provided a great example to his students. I'm a, I'm a school psychologist, uh, and I have been one now for, uh, I'm in my third year in this district, uh, and I did a, a one-year internship in a, in a district in PA, and I loved it. And there I was with uh, little kids, uh, elementary and middle school. Okay. Um, and now this is very different where I've been, where I've been hired now. I'm at a high school, uh, a technical high school, uh, that we used to call Votech. Okay. Uh, when you and I were kids. Sure, vocational technology. You're learning crafts that in, in, instead of a fancy academic degree, you well, get learn crafts. You get not crafts. We're not making uh, well, right. God's oh, eyes sorry. and no, no, no. <laughs> skills. This is what I meant. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Trades. They trades. call it trades. Better, trade better, school. Better, yeah. Uh, yeah, kids learn you know carpentry and cosmetology mm. and nursing and uh, uh, electrical and all those sorts of things. And it's it's a great, great, phenomenal school. I really like. I believe in it too because. Yeah. Frankly, have you ever called a, a plumber or an electrician? Oh my God! You pay through the nose. Absolutely, they, yeah, make, yeah. The, they make the most consistent money. Of course, and, and, and well, and this is what I love about what you're doing is that, you know, you're a really talented actor, and we love performing with you. But we don't get to perform with you as much because you have taken your talents in a, into a, in a different direction, as LeBron James likes to say. You know? <laughs> yes, and so that's actually a nice a nice segue into. So I am a school psychologist, and and that is my that is my title, and that is what I do for them. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I've been with them a couple years now, and for for the first couple years, I was helping them a little bit with admissions and recruiting. I would go to I would go to schools and and talk to students about 
you know the advantages of coming to a to a technical high school. Okay. Um, kids are only with us half the day. They still go to their regular school and right. get their academics, but then they come to us and learn that skill or that trait. So this is an optional school. This is a, this is an option that some kids have to go to this school to learn a trait. That's exactly right. Every every kid in our county has that option okay. and can come. This is in New Jersey. Correct. Okay. Uh, one of the things that we're fighting against is is that image. When I was when I was in high school, Votech meant mullets and jean jackets and a pack of cigarettes rolled up in your sleeve and that was that was where they sent the the kids they didn't know what the heck to do with oh, right. but now it's really for and not just the troubled kids but the kids who liked cars the kids who you know wanted to were more hands-on learners well, but but and but also this is like i mean there's you know our, our both of our both of our kids have gone into the uh, college application process oh yeah and college is not for every kid no you know i mean it's not the life there, everybody has a life of the mind, but not necessarily. You don't necessarily study that in school. You know, right. you don't have to do that. There's so many opportunities. It sounds like what you're doing is that you're going out and sort of recruiting these kids to an opportunity to have an opportunity to do things that will be of value and of interest to them. You bet. And it's and it's practical. Practical, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, so as opposed to acting, which is the least practical thing that you could, that I could have possibly done in college, right? right. Well, and you say that, and yet I, I imagine it's helping you in your job because you didn't, you, you had to, t you had to go to school to, I mean, right? You had to go to school to become this a psychologist. You know, I had my, I had my BFA, the most worthless degree there is on earth. <laughs> um, but I went, I went back to school and got my. It's an EDS, which okay. is like a master's plus a little bit more. They call it a master's plus 30 okay. um, in, in school psychology. Okay. And so, so, yeah, now I have this degree, which is a bit more practical because I, I got this job. Sure. And, it, you know, uh, it pays better than waiting tables, and, yeah. I, and I like it. Um, but and it's more consistent than an acting gig, even, even with the reduced Shakespeare gig. Much more. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I do like it, and I do... I do believe in it and all that stuff but then so since so since I was helping them with that stuff now a bigger part of my job or like half or more than half is uh, recruiting for the district so now I'm the guy in my district who goes to all the all the high schools and and says come here yeah and and so yeah and so it's not just you either go to college or you go to or you go to technical school you can do both you can you can uh, learn about auto technology or learn about electrical or whatever or mm -hmm. diesel mm -hmm. and then still go on to college and you can right. you can imagine if you were going to be an automotive engineer or an electrical engineer sure. now you're actually learning the practical applications of the of the high level thinking stuff that you're going to learn well and you're not just doing you know uh, uh, auto shop you no, know you're no, you're not no. just doing these classes that we think of from the old from the olden days i mean these are these are trades for emerging and developing technologies, right? Yes, yes. We, we like to think that instead of instead of just helping the students get a job when they're done with high school, yeah. they're, they could get a career. Sure. They, could, they could begin that. And the money that you're going to make, like let's, I, I keep using electrical as an example, but you can use a carpenter, you can use whatever, sure. cosmetologist. But instead of taking on $200,000 of debt, you can, you could make forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 upon graduation. Yeah if you go right to work and then you don't have that debt hanging around your neck like an albatross right yes you're not only are you making the money you're not paying off this exorbitant thing um 
We have, uh, you know, we, we do our occasional, uh, uh, well, not only student matinees, but we do uh, educational workshops where yes. we'll go into schools. You, some high schools, but like a couple of times we've gone into sort of elementary schools. And, you know, watching elementary schools and middle school teachers work, I just go, oh my God, these people are doing God's work. These are yes. the heroes. Yes. Working with the, these kids at this age, you are building these kids right you're developing them they are they are you are helping form them and it's I mean it seems like just and you I could you McOrf have got to be great at this because not only are you good with kids but um, you, you I imagine the kids want to go oh I want to be like mr. Orff that's that's very nice of you to say um, and and so I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm good at it or not, but I, I really do like it, and I definitely have made like some connections with yeah. with other with students and yeah. stuff like that, where I can really feel like I am making a difference. There's there's a, almost a day doesn't go by where I don't go ah yeah yeah you know you yeah. feel good about you feel good about that. Well, and I and I I've jo I joke about this a lot, especially recently. But you know I always say like when an actor decides he doesn't need to be an actor anymore and he could do something else, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> Um, um, and uh, but but I think but it sounds like the work that you're doing here is as fulfilling as maybe you once thought an acting career would be. Yes, well, in a in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, more so because you can see a little more instantly the 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 help that you're doing sure. or the good that you're sure, doing. Sure, sure, sure. Um, to return to your original point, you had said the the acting thing yeah. serves me in that capacity yeah. and, and it really does because a lot because especially when I'm talking to a five hundred kids yeah. from a certain high school and I'm and I'm standing up there in front of them, yeah. I'm very comfortable presenting and talking about the school. Sure. And then and then on a smaller scale when uh, when a kid, you know, comes to me with stuff, I'm I'm also very comfortable talking with them. Right about that sort of stuff. So it's great. That's another vocational skill to have. Public speaking, you know, getting up in front of people and, and, and being able to tell your own story, both either verbally or, or, or in writing. Yes. That's a skill that every person should have. And, you know, I know when I've taught college, I don't make them write, I don't make them write like five or six papers a, ter a term. I make them write two or three papers and I give them drafts. And I give them notes so so they can read. But because writing is not just writing; writing is rewriting, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that that's a vocational skill that every student needs to have, regardless of whether you're an actor or an English major or studying, you know, electrical engineer. Yes, or e absolutely, and even just to be able to convey information to another person. Right. This is how you do this, yeah. or or to yes, public speaking is way underrated in the world. Absolutely. Giving a presentation. What if you, you know, what if you do go on to uh, college and business and you're going to a big wig at some company? Sure. You, guaranteed you're going to have to speak in a boardroom in front of somebody and say, here's this new thing that we're trying to do. And you need to be able to make it sizzle a little bit, but also make it, make it real for them. Make them really understand what you're, what you're trying to convey. Gadzooks! This is Connor McCreary, the co-creator of Kill Shakespeare, the fantabulous comic book. And you, good sir or madame, are listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast.
Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin, and illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. Our 2018-2019 tour of William Shakespeare's long-lost first play, Abridged, The Ultimate Christmas Show, Abridged, and the complete works of William Shakespeare, Abridged, Revised, continues next week in Columbia, Missouri, and Stowe, Vermont, then continues on to 17 more cities featuring 11 different actors and three different stage managers. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for a specific box office venue and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Mick Orff. So we've talked on the podcast before because we both we both when we first met we were both living in the Los Angeles area. True. And uh, and we have both since left Los Angeles. I think we've talked about that on the podcast yes. as well before. Um, but the other thing that's so fascinating about what you're doing now is that you this was a, this was a several years long process for you to get the training to then go off and get the gig, and the gig you've gotten is like 10 or 15 minutes from your house in New Jersey now, right? That, that's also, that's really sweet. Yeah. Um, so you're home with your wife and your family. Sure, and I have home. normal, like, yeah. dad hours, or hours of, 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 you know, that would mesh with my kids and all sure. that other stuff. So, sure. so I'm working in school, yeah. they're in school, yeah. we all come home, we get to have a few dinners yeah. each night. Uh, and, and every now and then you get to go on the road with the Reduce Shakespeare Company and bask in the wonder that is Chickasha, Oklahoma. <laughs> God bless Chickasha, Oklahoma. I'm impressed with your pronunciation, by the way. That was I, I, I've, I've had that pronunciation in my head exactly about 18 hours when the rental car guy said, it's Chickasha. Okay, yeah. Sorry. I got it wrong several times when I was, yeah. when I was talking to people, too. Um, uh, what I wanted to mention was, I don't want to toot my own horn, but like, toot, toot, damn you, toot. Toot away. I worked my ass off yeah. during that during that time when I was when I was getting my degree and I was still performer of the RSC that time yeah. uh, during that time. But I was I was waiting tables. I was going to school at night yeah. to get that degree, and then occasionally going out with you guys on the road. Yeah. Um, and then the the last year, my internship year, it was no doubt the like the hardest year of my life and i still managed to squeeze in a couple shows we did that weird show in dc the america show in that like hotel or whatever do you right remember? at like eight o'clock in the morning for a <laughs> convention of people but, yeah what was that show that was insane but that year so i was working normal school hours yeah. like you know not nine to five but whatever those sure. day hours are monday to friday and then i was working at a because it was an unpaid internship yeah. i was getting credit for it yeah. but then uh i was waiting tables four or five nights a week yeah. uh like thursday to sunday or wednesday to sunday and so i, I they were long there were long weeks and long hours so so anything after that now mm -hmm. seems like it's so easy like i still i still work on the weekends sure. uh at a restaurant but it's it's a cup of coffee it's like it's laughable right well and 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 i really should have asked you this question first i mean was teenage psychology, student psychology, a thing you were always interested in? Or did you go, ooh, there's a, a, a job opportunity I think I could do? Or, or, or because you're an actor and you're examining characters all the time, was it a natural evolution from your acting career into this? I love, I love that, 
uh, link up that you made. I love that. I don't know if it's an analogy, but mm-hmm. I love the I love the idea of that. The the truth is, I just always wanted to get into education. Okay. I always thought that would be my fallback thing. Okay. Um, but because I have a BFA, there's no like, you can't just walk in and become a teacher. You need certain classes, sure. and and in order to do that, I. I I couldn't uh, with with just my BFA degree. I would have had to go all the way back to regular college and get a bunch of those credits. Um, But the EDS, the degree that I have, I I happen to know through my wife, uh, a young lady who she worked with was in the same program that I am a couple years ahead of me, and she was going through school psychology. She was giving, uh, one of the things I do is give a lot of IQ tests uh, and achievement tests where you're trying to identify learning disabilities, and she did that on our kids just as practice. Oh, okay. So she was giving them IQ tests. Uh My kids are idiots, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. They're very smart. Very smart. Um, But uh, one of whom just got into college on early uh, decision. God bless him. God bless Mason Orff. But anyway... uh, that um, she she was giving them these IQ tests, and I ended up talking about it. I said, "What? It, so what is this? What are you doing?" And she talked all about it. So I went to like this open career day, okay. saying, "If you're in your 40s and don't want to wait tables anymore, maybe you want to try this." And I and I met this uh, a great lady, one of one of the one of the heads of the program that I ended up studying at, and I, I was like, "I can do this. I'm into this. This is very interesting." Um, Back to LA, I worked at a, I didn't work at, I'm sorry, I volunteered at a charter school where my kids went, okay. um, like one morning a week, uh-huh. uh, helping out in the kindergarten or something like that, but it was an inclusion school. Right. So there were kids with all kinds of different needs, right. mixed in with gen ed kids and, and gifted kids, and they were all in the same classroom. And I was like, this is amazing. So that sort of, that tickled my fancy and I was like well, I wonder what this is about so then when I met this lady I was like I could I could really do this yeah no I I, I mean you're you know you're one of our stalwart uh, actors you, know, you you can hang with anybody you're so comfortable on stage audiences love you and, and now it seems like kids uh, uh, your students love you as well most of them do there's a, there's a few that love me too I'm still I'm still an old man <laughs> yeah yeah you can't, can't get away from that but um but the other thing that I that I love is that you know sometimes you go you mentioned the BFA you you, you can go get a BFA in in acting or theater or whatever or an MFA whatever it is and what you know it, it, I, I often think like what those programs are mostly doing is training young theater people to teach the next generation of theater people who are going to teach the next generation of theater people because this because there's, it's so rare and difficult to make a living doing what you're doing and doing doing theater and it's you don't need to make a living you could still do theater and not make a living and that's there's there's value there too you bet yeah. of course but 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 it but it sounds like you are do you are you've gone into education and your your and a theater degree helps people. It helped you, yeah. and now you're but you're going into education, um, helping young people find the career path that's right for them. That's right. If I could have written it all over again, yeah, I might have just done this a little bit sooner. But still, I, I still would have kept a lot of the theater training. I've still used it. Also, I would never get to go out on the road with the RSC if I didn't have that. So, God bless them. 
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Send us your adventures in education via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks as always to Bachelor of Fun Arts, Matthew Croak, Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, Music by John Weber and Garage band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Rachel Borgo. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Connor McCreary, one of the co-creators of the amazing graphic novel Kill Shakespeare. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 625 1875ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Now that you're back on the road with uh, the Reduced Shakespeare Company for this month doing Christmas shows, um, is there anything you can help us with? Can you help us find a vocation that will get us out of this business? We all need to sit down. We can. I can do some counseling. We can also get some career options for everybody. We all need to do this. We all need to. We all need to sit down with Mr. Orff and and figure out what's next for us. Oh, please sign me up for your next available slot. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to Reduce Shakespeare com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less.